Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as ever, I'm joined by Holly. Hello. And this week, we are discussing A Bug's Life, which was the second feature-length Pixar film after Toy Story. It was released in the USA on the 25th of November 1998 and in the UK on the 5th of February 1999. But before that, we're just going to briefly talk about um, where it features in a theme park. So it's in Disney Animal Kingdom and it is in an attraction called It's Tough to Be a Bug, which is in like this massive big tree, which is kind of the uh, the landmark of the Animal Kingdom, isn't it? They've all got a landmark. You know, you've got like the golf ball thing for Epcot and uh, obviously the castle for Magic Kingdom, etc. And... There's a there's a massive tree with all sorts of carvings in it. And you go inside the tree and there's a show dedicated to Bugs Life. So do you remember going in this? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it must have opened. When did the ride open? Do we know? Or it's just, you know, you've got a job to do, Carla. <laughs> I just don't do enough for this show. I'm slacking. <laughs> Okay, so it opened on the 22nd of April, 1998. Okay, so I must have gone that year, the year it opened. Mm. Oh my God, that is so long ago. Mm. 20 years Hold on. It says it was open the 22nd of April, 1998, but the film didn't come out until the 25th of November, 1998. Did they have the ride yeah. before the film? Yeah, I think they did. Well, no, it says here, according to Wikipedia, which I would have never any reason to doubt, it says it opened a full seven months before it debuted in theatres. Yeah, I have, a, I have some recollection of that now. So I think I was there that year and I went to see it. And I'm pretty sure, if I remember rightly, I saw it or we've done it. And the, I don't think the queue was that big because obviously there what it was and then I must have gone back the year after or a couple of years later and then the queue was like insane because obviously then A Bug's Life had become really big so I don't remember much of the ride really apart from it being like you have to, it's like you're walking underground aren't you like in an ant's nest and then I just remember sitting on these wooden sort of seats watching it and then something like poking you in the back but it it really hurt. Yes. It really hurt. And so I think that point is your um it's where they let out, I don't know, something that flies and stings you. I don't know if it I don't think it was a bee, that would be an obvious answer, but something that flies around that stings you and all of a sudden you get yeah. poked in the back. Um but it is actually quite a dangerous poke. <laughs> 
And I personally wouldn't recommend you put your child to the back of the seat because it hurt me and I was, you know, a grown-up by the time I went on it. So, yeah, it's quite yeah. violent, wasn't it? That and bit? I also, like, those sorts of things, I ha- I don't really like them. You know, when you something's under your... It feels like something's under your chair or something's going to poke you or whatever. Like You know, I don't like it that you know it's going to happen, but you don't know when. My biggest thing that I remember was it was classic, like, honey, I shrunk the audience. And at the end, they said, please remain in your seat so all of the spiders and maggots can go back to their homes. And then they blew air up your legs. So obviously it felt like, you know, something was running up your legs. And being Florida, you're wearing shorts, presumably. So, yeah, that's that always... I mean, that couldn't work in England, could it? I was thinking that. You could never do that in, you know, Fort Park or Chesington because no one would ever be wearing shorts other than one day of the year where we get a bit of sun. Yeah, exactly. It just wouldn't work. I, I, I've only been... I think I've only been in it once, because I don't go to the animal kingdom a lot, if I'm being honest. I usually always skip it. And I did go once, not long after it opened. And when I went back recently, within the last two years, my friend who I was with has a massive, massive phobia of spiders, so refused to go in it. And I didn't like it enough to go in there by myself. So I think I've only done it once. But I, I, I seem to remember enjoying it. And the animal kingdom just, I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing there which would be like, oh, that's really good. Apart from that Jurassic, not Jurassic, the dinosaur uh, one. It's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. But for me, it's a waste of a day. I would rather be spending my time doing something else than doing that. And I kind of don't like they put the word kingdom in it. Because we've had the magic kingdom. Yeah, you know, think think of another name, Animal Planet, or you know, yeah, just especially think of something if you're else not going to gonna keep all of them as kingdoms. If you were going to go down the route of calling it like Disney Disney Film Kingdom, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Epcot Kingdom, fine, but you're not. You can't have two with the same name in it. It's just stupid. Mm, agreed. And then, of course, you have got Pandora there now, which is something to do with Avatar. Yeah, that that ride, that queue is crazy, isn't it? I've never seen Avatar. Neither have I. And I really don't want to. And also, do you know what? And I know, I don't know, this is probably... I don't like in Animal Kingdom that they have, like, all those animals there. For... I I don't agree with zoos full stop, so... Yeah, I agree. You know, morally, I don't support anywhere that keeps animals... Because I, they should be in the wild. Yeah. I'm sure that Disney look after their animals. I've no doubt about that, but I don't I don't agree morally it's right that they're in a theme park. They're very loud and noisy places. And I think they should be in the wild and stop being gawked at. Agreed. Well, now that we've done the moral side of it. Yeah, unlike us. We'll get on to the film. I actually saw it on my birthday. I realised I suddenly had a flashback to when I read the date it was released. I suddenly remembered my 21st birthday I saw this on. What a nice 21st birthday treat. 
what a celebration. And I really enjoyed it. I loved it at the time. And for some reason, I don't think I've seen it since then. Even though I own the DVD, I don't think I'd ever watched it again. So I was kind of dreading watching it this time because I thought, oh, it's not going to be as good. I'm not going to like it. But I did end up enjoying it. But do you remember when you first saw it? Um, I definitely saw it at the cinema. Yeah. But I can't, like, I can't remember, you know, like how I felt about it and stuff. But I definitely saw it at the cinema. So it starts off, we've got um, ants working together, building food for grasshoppers. Basically, they, they, they collect all the food for all the grasshoppers and then they come along, eat it. And then they collect food for themselves for the rest of the time. That's that's kind of where we're starting here. So it kind of kicked off with a funny bit that the leaf falls in front of the line of ants and they don't know what to do. And it's quite amusing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Yes. And then we see the Queen and Princess. I thought they were saying Anna, but saying it properly, unlike Frozen, where they insist on calling her Anna. But no, it's Princess Atta. I looked it up online. So I was like, okay. I thought it was Anna. And then one of the bits, like towards the end, someone said something and then they said Atta. And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we see the Queen and Princess Atta in a panic. Dot, who is the little sister, tries to fly. And she calls the old Anne mum. And I thought, God, she looks far too old, doesn't she? To be her mum. Yeah, and I sort of want to know, like, where's the dad? Well, I think he's dead because as I text you, I found that I get, I, in my mind, I just thought ants don't live that long. Like they're going on about, you know, there was a joke about, obviously this was released in 98 and they said, oh, the joke about something happening in 1993. Well, none of them would have been alive to see that. Um, because if you look it up, ants don't live that long. The only one that would be alive would be possibly the females live for a few months and the queen can live for years, but male ants pretty much die quite quite quickly unless they're worker ants and only then they last a few months. So sad to think that by the time it was released in the UK, they were probably all dead, the cast. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, by the time he'd gone off to find help... Here to died en route. So really, why do any of them give a shit about the grasshoppers? Because yeah, the I'm... only one that needs to care is is the queen that's going to live several decades, and you know a few of the the, the girl ones. Because they only seem to sort of come around like once a seat, once a year. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. There you go. Don't worry about it. You're going to be dead. We see flick who is uh, kind of the main character, the main ant. With some contraption, he's made to save time gathering the food together. I don't think it was a bad idea. Not one person, and I'll admit, you know, yes, he was throwing this bit of grass and it hit the queen. But if you'd have just looked at it and gone, either turn around the other way, so it goes in the other direction, I'd have been like, "How? look at how many bits of grain he got. And at one point they said, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? But you managed to collect all of that. That's amazing. 
I just thought they were too quick to just ignore him. I think it was just because he was a little bit irritating, maybe. Utterly irritating. But the fact still stands that he had an awful lot of corn or gra- a bit of grains in his, mm-hmm. in his contraption. He certainly did. Only Dot likes it. She's the only fan of, of Flick. The grasshoppers arrive after all the food has accidentally been tipped away by Flick and him knocking it over with this contraption that is invented. So I want to know why they were building it so, leaving it so close to water, because, I mean, that could have tipped at any point. Put it somewhere well, yeah, safer. And like, obviously, you know, for an ant, the leaf looks very big, the little bits of grain and stuff, uh, you know, very big to them. But, you know, they're not concerned that, like, a, a small gust of wind, that could have gone flying. Like, I would have maybe put it in a little sort of area, like, undercover maybe, or at least sheltered, mm-hmm. like a little bit of a windbreak. I wouldn't have felt comfortable leaving a leaf balanced on a rock. Near water. Messy. They only had themselves to blame. It was poorly organised. It really was. So, obviously, Hopper who's the chief grasshopper, and the others break in to where the ants are and demand that they double the amount of food. The Queen says, as it's nearly rainy season, they now need the remaining time to get their own food. But Hopper says that he won't protect them against other bugs if they don't and that he will be back when the last leaf falls. So in this situation, I quite liked Hopper thought actually was good he was a good leader because you know when the princess tried to be a bit like oh it's his fault and he was like no it's all everything's your fault you know you lead these people don't pass the buck to someone else and I thought actually he's right Mm -hmm. I think maybe I don't know we, we didn't see any evidence of it but if they're being protected by the grasshoppers you know it's a little bit it might seem one-sided, but maybe it's not so one-sided. Well, I knew you would be a fan of of Hopper. I just thought he made, everything he said, he made sense. Hmm. Like, he might not be particularly nice, but he, everything he said, I was like, oh, I can't argue with that. Fair play. Yeah. Flick wants to leave the island, find some bigger bugs to help rid them of the grasshoppers. I didn't get why wouldn't they just use his invention? Yes, I didn't understand that either because he had something that clearly worked. Okay, it needed to be refined and, you know, maybe someone else operate it that wasn't quite as scatty. But if they'd have had someone that was quite sensible using it, they would have had it done in no time. Hmm. But I suppose he wants to, to end this, doesn't he? He thinks enough is enough. They've bullied us for long enough. We need to stand up to them. But he was the one that caused the problem inadvertently but he did cause it. And also, why do you think you're going to go and find these... You know, you, you're protected by the grasshoppers because of other animals or other bugs or whatever. Why do you think you're going to, like, go off somewhere and find someone that's willing to help you? You could have gone off and someone would just kill you. So they decide to let him go just to get shot of him. Flick flies off on a dandelion and smashes straight into a rock, which I thought was quite funny. Sorry, just quickly thinking about you know, ants and grasshoppers and stuff. I've actually eaten a grasshopper. What? Why? One of the next big sort of food trends for protein is going to be eating insects. So you're getting in on it? Well, yeah, it just happened to be that 
someone at work came in and they were giving it out. What? <laughs> yeah. So these you eat grasshoppers and they're sort of seasoned, you know, maybe like salt and pepper flavour or like Cajun. You know, if you were going to have a crisp or something. No. <laughs> like it's, it's just a nice snack. Are you sure that you didn't accidentally go to work like on the set of I'm a Celebrity one day? Was it Ant and Deck that came in to see you? Because I think you've got mixed up. I was a bit like, I do feel like I'm on I'm a Celebrity. I mean, we've just done this big animal rights speech at the start of this where we sound, you know, really right on. And now you're just like gnawing on carcasses. <laughs> Ridiculous. I couldn't eat... I know this makes me a really um, terrible person because I do eat meat, but I can't eat anything that looks like something. Like, if it still looks like a fish, I'm not going to eat it. Give it to me in a fish finger, fine. You know, I couldn't eat a grasshopper because it looks like a grasshopper. I couldn't eat it knowing, like, seeing it. I just couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with it. You know, like, to look at them, I'd still feel a bit sick. You know, like, when you eat it, you're like, okay, fine, that tastes fine. But I literally couldn't sit and just be like, anyone want a bug? You know, like, I'd be like, ugh. But I just had to do it to be like, you know, I've I've tried it. I've done it. Was it peer pressure? Were they bullying you, Holly? Do you want me to go up there? (laughs) No, they weren't bullying. It wasn't anything like that. You know, it's just for me, you know, I like to... You know, it's an interesting conversation, isn't it? That's why I did it. Well, yeah, I mean, I prefer our other conversations when you're talking about, you know, not eating insects personally, but... Nice dinner. It's like a nice dinner, dinner conversation chat. It's not a... Don't ever have dinner with me and talk about that. That's really not a nice dinner topic at all. (laughs) Terrible idea to bring it up over dinner. Literally. I don't understand why someone was bringing them in because we work in similar environments at work, similar kind of thing, and no one's ever done that where I work, so I don't really understand what was happening. It was part of, like, a bigger project. Like, there were other people there showcasing their stuff. Okay. So it was, like, this thing, like, there were a few people showcasing, like, new business, I guess. Mmm. Yummy. Anyway... So we cut to a circus where we see a group of bugs performing and they get it all wrong and and they're they're fired. I didn't think they were that bad. I really like all of the bugs in the circus. They were very, very funny. They were the best bit about the film. It's actually a rubbish tip, isn't it? And sort of has bits and pieces in it and Flick wanders into Bug City which is where the circus is and he goes into a bar and this was funny where you've got uh, (laughs) there's like a beggar on the street with a sign saying a kid pulled my wings off yeah which was was very funny and in the bar someone was having a poo poo platter when the mosquito was asking for a bloody Mary yes and then the slug saying that he said no salt because yeah. he was it was dissolving him. Yeah, I was surprised, and actually, I think um, Bugs Life is one of the the underrated, almost forgotten Pixar films. But that would make quite a good land, wouldn't it, in Disney World to have like a yeah, Bugs World, Bugs 
Yeah, Bug City. Yeah. Like the actual how how they had that set up. I think that would have been a better thing to do with it rather than, you know, the stick it in a tree thing. Would actually have a land where you could walk around. And, you know, kids would love ordering really gross things. I mean, obviously it wouldn't actually be what they were advertising yeah. it. But, you know, what, what kid wouldn't like asking for a poo-poo platter or, you know, something like that? It'd just be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, to the child it would be funny. And obviously, don't actually give the child poo. <laughs> Although you'd probably be up for it. Just for another dinner party conversation. Yeah. I had shit in a restaurant. <laughs> So um, the circus bugs are all sitting together. And as I said, I really like these. I really like Heimlich. And the uh, ladybird was really funny as well that was actually a man. All solid secondary characters. Agreed. So as Flick walks in, they're performing to scare off some flies and Flick is impressed Uh, and misunderstands, he thinks that they're actually fighting, and he begs them for help. So they just go with him to escape being bothered by the flies. And he takes them back, and the princess is amazed that he's returned with savage insects. Obviously, at this point, the circus bugs really don't know what's going on. Flick suddenly realises what's happened and that they're not actual warriors. I mean, I like that he noticed quite quickly for him. Yeah, because he's a bit thick, isn't he? But he did pick up on it. Because I thought it would last much longer. Yeah, yeah, so did I. They, they all attempt to go, but Doc goes after them and a bird comes after. The bird's really cute, I think, like looking. yeah. I thought that not this part of the bird, but when they did the bird later was the only part that dated this film in that it didn't look like as crisp as the rest of it. Do you know what was weird, though, actually? Like, obviously, all the little bugs and stuff can speak to each other, but they can't speak to the bird. Is it because the bird isn't an insect? Well, maybe, but insects have different... I mean, obviously they don't. We're not talking about fact, but like in this world, maybe maybe only insects can talk. Because I mean, by rights, they shouldn't even be able to talk to each other, should they? They should all be talking yeah. different languages. You know, same as not all humans can talk to each other. We all talk different languages. Yeah, but they're probably not quite as you know sophisticated as humans, are they? I don't think they can talk at all in real life, Holly. I'd need to clarify that, but I'm fairly certain that the ants don't talk to each other. But how would they commute? How do they know what they're doing? Well, they don't talk, do they? They use different kind of communication. They don't have a chat. Do they interact with other insects? So in the past, I've had dogs and cats living in the same house and they didn't like meow or bark at each other to communicate. They just knew how to communicate, but there was no sound coming out of them. I mean, I, I don't know how, but they did used to communicate. Like my dog used to get the cat to knock biscuits off of the counter into his bed for him. How did he ask it to do that? I don't know. Wow. That is so cool. 
And we didn't realise until we saw the cat up there swishing it into the dog's bed for him. And it wasn't the cat wasn't benefiting because she wasn't eating the biscuit. But obviously they'd worked out something between them, but they, they never verbally spoke, if you like. So that's very funny that they do that. But then I guess is it sort of the same that, you know, if you saw your dog, you'd know it's upset? Yeah, maybe. Well, I guess it's a bit different because, you know, you might know that your dog's upset or something like that, but you wouldn't know, like it couldn't get you to do something for you, could it? Yeah, I mean, like if the dog wanted something from me, it would bark at me to ask me to knock down the biscuit, but obviously it wasn't doing anything like that with the cat. There was just some kind of communication between them. <laughs> How funny. Mm. Are they good friends, the dog and the cat? Yeah, my dog, well, my dog um, grew up with cats. So we had cats before we had the dog. And I think, you know, I think there might have been part of him that just assumed he was a cat, to be honest, because he was brought up around cats. And whenever we used to take him for a walk, cats used to come up to him and, like, he used to wag his tail at them. But if he saw another dog, he'd go mad and start barking. So I don't know if... Maybe he just thought he was a cat. And other cats obviously sensed that he was all right because they used to come up to him. What dog was it? He was a Border Collie. Oh. And he was called Boot. And he was lovely. He was a very, very lovely dog. Because he just used to lay with the cats and, like, the cats used to get in bed with him and, you know, they all used to cuddle up together. And, yeah, he was always really gentle with them. That's so funny. Mm. I think a lot of it is is how you bring up a, any animal as to how they're going to turn out. I've never had a cat, so I don't know. No, no. Good. Keep it that way. <laughs> if the if the latest trend is to eat a cat, and then we know what's going to end up on your plate. <laughs> uh, where were we? We've got dot being chased by a bird so the ladybird um protects her and obviously from a distance where the other ants are watching it looks like they're actually really battling and using heimlich as bait but uh, actually he's just trapped and can't get out of the way so it does make them look like they're actual warrior bugs more than they are um and because of this, they, they all go back together, all safe and sound, and they vote Frances, who's the um, ladybird, as the honorary den mother, which, again, was quite funny, yeah. I thought. Princess says that she thought Flick had hired a load of clowns and apologises to him. What did you think of the princess? Fickle. Oh, yes. <laughs> I agree. I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like her at all, to be honest. Happy to sort of like Flick when he was the star of the show, but yeah. he sort of vaguely messed up. Didn't want to know him. No, not at all. Dreadful, dreadful woman. <laughs> she mentions that Hopper is afraid of birds, and then kind of Flick has a light bulb moment. I mean, he should have known that because the story did get told of him and the bird. Yeah, it was told by Hopper's brother, wasn't it, when they originally came in that Hopper was afraid of birds. So 
they could have um, kind of worked it out a bit sooner. I mean, I think it's quite a risky idea what they did. Oh, it's a ridiculous idea. I don't understand why they couldn't have just made friends with a bird, a real bird. Well, that or why you didn't, you had all these big animals and you could have just gone off to get the food. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I know that the whole point was they were trying to get rid of the grasshoppers, but I'd have had a backup plan of the food, mainly for myself as well. But, you know, I think you need a backup. Mm hmm. So they all work together to build a giant pretend bird. Quite good. It was quite realistic, wasn't it, yeah. what they did? We cut to where the grasshoppers hang out. Now, didn't that look like fun? I enjoyed that. Well, I was like, I'd have, firstly, I'd have just stayed. And secondly, how far are these grasshoppers going to get this, just a few bits of grain? Well, they were in the desert, weren't they? It was all Mexican music and... They were in a sombrero or whatever. They were out in the by the cactus. And then, you know, the, the ants and stuff, they're in you know, a place where the leaves are turning and it looked a little bit like, well, autumn. Yeah. So they must have been travelling quite a distance, which then sort of goes on to, unless there's like a pact they have, how would the ants be able to, how would the grasshoppers know if they were in trouble? Well, I don't think they are really protecting them, are they? I think that's a story that he tells them, maybe. The brother suggests that they don't go back to Ant Island and he says they have to go back to show the ants that they can never stand up to them because if they realise that they're actually outnumber them by 100 to 1, the ants might, you know, uh, realise that they um, they don't need the grasshoppers and they could take over. Yeah. We cut back to the ants and the flea who runs the circus turns up and asks if anyone has seen the bugs and their covers are blown. The Queen and the Princess tell Flick to leave. Now, this seemed a bit stupid. They told them to leave when the grasshoppers were just about to arrive. I mean, at this point, they might as well just have, like, you know, been like, I'm really annoyed with you, but let's just get this thing sorted with the grasshoppers first. Well, yeah, and, you know, regardless, they came up with a good plan. Like no one else has brought anything to the table. No one's done anything. I mean, they're quite self-righteous, but all they've done is, you know, form a line, which is what they've been doing all along. No one's tried to think, how can we solve this? Yeah. So the grasshoppers arrive. Dot overhears them say that Hopper plans to kill the Queen. So she goes to get help and finds Flick with the circus bugs. Now, this was where Flick really annoyed me. He was very self-indulgent here, where he was just crying. You know, like the kind of people that put up Facebook statuses, just like, I feel so ugly today, just so that someone replies and says, Oh, hon, oh, what's wrong? You're not ugly. Why would you say that? You're beautiful. Yeah, don't, don't entertain these people that do this kind of thing. It's ridiculous. Best thing you can do is ignore them. Don't you think it's funny how we both said, oh, hun? Yeah, you always get someone and someone that you don't know. It's always a friend that like, you're like, who is this person that goes, oh, you okay, hun, H-U-N. Yeah, and the sort of people that write hun are the sort of people you don't want any help yeah. from in life. 
<laughs> if someone's saying hun, you don't want to accept their help. Yeah, run. Run away. I have n- None of my friends would dream of saying hun. And if they did, they would no longer be my friend. Exactly. So, yeah, I didn't like this. He was being all self-indulgent just to get compliments. You know, yeah. bugs start to uh, perform for Hopper to distract him. And he enjoys it. So they are distracting him so that they can get the queen away as part of the act, so they can get her out of danger's way. And I found this a little bit kind of, you know, are we are we truly meant to believe that no other animal, no other insect has found that funny or hilarious or anything else, but the grasshoppers do? <laughs> Like, would the grasshoppers surely would just be the same and would be like, this is a load of rubbish? Maybe because everyone's so scared of grasshoppers, they don't ever get anyone coming near them to perform in front of them. So maybe they've never seen a comedy show before. Maybe. I mean, I, grasshoppers I wouldn't have said were the deadliest. I mean, are they the deadliest of insects to other insects? Or is it just that they don't really look very nice? That's why they were cast as a villain. Well, I don't really know. You know, if you said to me, name an evil insect, I, a grasshopper wouldn't have been something I would have even thought of. No, but no, I agree. So I don't know if they just did it because they're quite, you know, they're dark colours and maybe they look a bit scary. Hmm. Flick gets in the pretend bird with Dot and the other little ants and it flies over and it's starting to work, isn't it? The grasshoppers are all afraid and and they all flee. Yeah. Other than Hopper that stays around, but he's he's very frightened by it. And the flea, oblivious to what the plan is, sets fire to the bird. So they're exposed because they realise it's a pretend bird. Flick stands up to Hopper and gets beaten up. And Hopper says they are put on the earth to serve grasshoppers. And then Flick gives a speech about grasshoppers needing them rather than uh, the other way round. And all the ants form a stampede. They carry Hopper off into the cannon. But just as they do so, it starts to rain. And we, and we were, actually, when we watched this, we were a bit like, I mean, it is crazy that, you know, how much the rain probably would impact an ant. Well, yeah. I mean, massively so. But I did think, why wouldn't Hopper, when he was being sort of carried over the thing, why wouldn't he have just flown off? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because he can fly. Yeah. Hopper grabs Flick and flies off. The princess gives chase and manages to to grab hold of Flick from him. And he has a a good idea. He tells her to land near a nest so that Hopper follows. And then a real bird comes along and Hopper gets fed to the chicks. And the chicks looked really cute and also very good that they managed to sort of like know where that nest was. Very handy, wasn't it? Really handy. So it cuts to, I don't know how long forward we are, but it seems a few months later. I would say a good few months because it looks like spring. Yeah, yeah. 
and the circus folk are going off to perform. And it didn't feel like they wanted to off, so I didn't really understand why they were. I don't know why they just didn't stay with the ants. I thought they'd like found their home now. Like I, I always got the impression they were performing because they had to rather than they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. But then they did say something like, I'll see you next season or something. So maybe they're just going to go to work and then they'll come back and, and stay with them. The princess is crowned queen and Dot is crowned princess. They all like Flick. The princess who's now holding hands with Flick. Again, fickle. Very. And the best bit is obviously Heimlich becomes... The most ridiculous butterfly ever with the tiniest little wings, but he's he's thrilled to bits. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually. I was surprised. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was nice and short. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah. Far superior to some of the, the more um, praised Pixar films. I'd watch that any day of the week over Up or uh, Finding Nemo or any of those. I agree with you, actually. So shame it's kind of got lost over the years as being one that doesn't get mentioned quite as much. And I think, as I said, other than the the animation with the bird in one of the scenes, it still looked really good. Yeah, it did. We've had a few comments online. My thing can beat your thing, says, The Bugs Life 4D movie thing in Disneyland is awesome and terrifying if you're a child. The movie is pretty rad too. Hmm. So it must be in Disneyland as well, in California. Wu Long Talks, who is one of the Britpod scene podcasts, so we recommend them, says, love it, so underrated. We've got Will from Hey Down in Front, our friend Will, says, I prefer ants, which was ridiculous will i mean honestly he says that you say some things but that is outrageous because yeah. ants felt like a real budget version of bugs life so ants was released the same year it was a really weird year in that you had bugs life and ants at the same time oh right okay yeah ants was was it dreamworks yeah, it definitely felt way more budget and a bit more evil, I seem to remember. And was definitely not as good. Tracy L. Robin, 26, said it's my favourite. Sandy Shark says it's a good movie. I'm a beautiful butterfly, like Heimlich says. We have PTO Unlimited Podcast says... Back when it came out, it was A Bug's Life or Ants. I love A Bug's Life, especially the outtakes at the end. Great movie. Oh, I didn't see the outtakes at the end. I didn't, I didn't know it had outtakes. I know Toy Story 2 did, and I thought Toy Story 2 was the first animated film to do outtakes. Like I thought that was a new thing, so I'm not, I didn't realise it did. Let's Talk Wild says, one of my faves, better than Ants. Absolutely. Take note, Will. (laughs) And then we have Lyle says, I watched this at the cinema when I was 10 and it really scared me how the baddie died at the end. I felt so sorry for him 
when I don't think I was supposed to. I think that that says quite a lot about his, about Lyle, really, doesn't it? Well, I mean, you liked Hopper, so, you know, I think it says you and Lyle really are suited as friends. Yeah, good to know. Which is nice. So is there anything you would like to add on A Bug's Life at this stage? I don't think so. Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to watching it, but I ended up really enjoying it, which is always a nice place to be in when you're watching films for for this. Yeah. So you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films, on Facebook, and we are also on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast. You can email us, themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. We are also the proud creators of BritPod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. So please check us out on Twitter and Facebook. And also our website is due to go live uh, in the next couple of weeks. So have a look at that. It's www.britpodscene.com. That's all for this week. We will see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. <laughs>